the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. This is the day, day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we're here live in studio with the beautiful Paula to take your phone calls and questions. Ladies, as you know by now, this is a day we set aside especially for you. Now, other people are welcome to call with other questions. But our purpose on this day is to be a source of encouragement for you to help um, let Paula help you deal with whatever's going on in your heart and in your life. We would love to have that opportunity. Here are the phone numbers for your live calls and questions. 340-9585. That's 340-9585. Uh, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now button, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. I uh, hope you're having a great day. we got to get a couple things uh, out of the way here. Uh, I was uh, informed when I got here just a little bit ago that uh, on our website, uh, it says we have one day and then some hours uh, before the next live event on live stream. Uh, that's for tomorrow. Uh, Pastor Raul Reese is going to be here tonight at 7 o'clock. We are live streaming the event. We're completely full. There, we, we, nobody, we can't fit anybody else in. Um, but it will be live streamed tonight beginning at 7 o'clock. Uh, at calvarysa.com. So if you want to watch Pastor Rawl, um, that's the way to do it. Uh, for those of you who are coming to the church, um, uh, get here early. Uh, we'd love to be able to make sure there's plenty of room for everybody, uh, but uh, you will be blessed. I've spent the last couple of days with Pastor Rawl, and it has really been a blessing. Uh, Paula, we've had an eventful day yesterday with, with Rawl here, and then um, taking him to dinner. We had our Bible study last night. Uh, and then today with the KSLR uh, Pastors Appreciation Luncheon, Raul was speaking there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was really a blast. It was. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this right as the music was playing, you know, Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. Um, we're the ones who are the most appreciative that Jesus has called us out of darkness into the kingdom of the Son that he loves, and then somebody's appreciating us. It just doesn't seem Yeah, I always always (laughs) felt it was a waste of resources. Now, again, uh, the KSLR staff does a great job. Yes, they do. Had a great lunch, and, uh, um, but, but, you know, it's sort of overkill to appreciate us mm-hmm. uh, because we, we're surrounded by people who love us all the time. Yeah. Uh, not only people who love us, but that's just the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, truly, I feel like the most appreciated man, m- maybe I should say simply the most over-appreciated man mm-hmm. in the history mm-hmm. of the world. So uh, it was it's just really a nice thing for KSLR and the staff there to do. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty packed house today. Mm-hmm. And that's what Rawl does. Yeah. And, of course, Rawl cried. 
Yeah. He always does. So tonight, if you're coming to the to the event, um, be prepared. I can tell you that Raul is so grateful. I mean, he's he's been in ministry for for 45 plus years, um, and he's still grateful every day. Mm-hmm. And as he's teaching, something will grip his heart, or he remembers something that God's done for him, and he starts crying. And that's okay because that's just raw, honest emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think Paula, that's part of. Um, um, his heart that just is so obvious to everybody who listens to mm-hmm. him. Um, he, he just, that's just genuine. Yeah. He was not a nice man at all. And when he tells his story, um, he, I think it's like brand new every single time. And he's just in awe that God would be so loving, so caring, so patient to wait for someone like him. Now, you know, we say this all the time, people are the way they are for a reason. So he had a lot of reasons um, of why he was the way he was. You know, his his dad was not a nice man either. And you get to that place where you just got to be ready for whatever's going to come your way. And then he was in the military and then he's in um, martial arts. And so, um, yeah, all those things kind of fashioned and formed him. But now to see, um, and he says all the time, God has broken him and Mm -hmm. broken him and broken him over the years and the things that have you know the lord has allowed to come into his life has really humbled him and so um he's still standing he's just turned 70 in august and um he is a very grateful man and i was saying too i don't know when i said this but uh he's just a servant Mm -hmm. of servants you know um and just uh a pleasure to be around. Yeah. yeah, you know one of the great things, uh, a gift that God gave uh, Raul, his his father. You said wasn't a nice man. He was a very very difficult man to live with for everybody in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, his dad got saved before he died. Yes, and uh, so the, they got to walk with Jesus for a time together. Mm-hmm. Um, Raul has uh, another brother who's a pastor of mm-hmm. church in Pasadena, California. Yeah, uh, he's got uh, kids who are in pastoral ministry yep, yep. and uh it's just he's overwhelmed by the goodness of god mm-hmm. as we all should be mm-hmm. and i just think Rawls not afraid to show it we learned something about Rawls yesterday we talked to him that we didn't know he's in the martial arts hall of fame yes and you know and he was talking about having to wear a tuxedo he said yeah, i just can't imagine yeah. i can't even imagine him in a suit let alone a tuxedo so sweet. But uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, he's going to be here again at uh, calvaryessay.com. You can watch it live stream. It has really been a, a privilege to, to be able to hang out with him. You know, we live 1,500 miles apart, and we don't get to see him very much. But I'm gonna, we're going to see him again next month because we have a, a big Pal- Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference mm-hmm. out there, and, and his church it's is hosting at his it. church, yeah. yes. So yes. we get to see him again. Yes. Okay, 340-9585. If you have any questions for Paul, Paula, three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, it is now your show. Okay. Well, um, just because we have so many things going on, remember I told you um, last month. You know, when we hit October, it just gets kicked up a notch. You know, and um, so would you please pray for um, the pastors' wives retreat that we will be leaving after third service this coming Sunday. And then a week from this Friday, you'll be, uh, you and Pastor Ken are going to um, Calvary Chapel, uh, McAllen. McAllen, that's right, McAllen, to speak at a conference, a two-day conference. And then um, Joy of Jesus is in like less than 20-something days. Yeah, uh, starting next week, we'll be talking about Joy of Jesus <laughs> pretty much all the time. Let, let's stop for a moment and take a phone call. We okay. got a phone call from a place called Katerina, Texas. Robert, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Where is Katerina, Texas? Hello? Hi, Robert. Are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Where is Katerina, Texas? Um, oh, um, wow. Mm. It's uh, <laughs> in, like uh, you live there. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Probably uh, it's probably in the middle of nowhere, off of uh, Highway 83, about uh, about 80, 90 miles south of south west of San Antonio. Okay, uh, that's cool. Well, Katarina, exactly. Thanks for listening and thanks for calling. What's your question? Um, well, I was listening on the web uh, on the AM 6:30, the word. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I, I uh, 
So I was tuning into your program. So the, the question I had was primarily like, um, uh, I'm married 30 years mm-hmm. um, to the same woman, and um, she. Uh, I'm struggling with with uh, her. Well, with I'm struggling with the postpartum, uh, or they call what do you call it? Menopause. Postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, postmenopause, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, postmenopause, I guess. And uh, okay. she's just changed, you know, total, totally changed. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, um, not the woman I, I married or I met. I knew a uh, very different person now, uh, cold, uh, combative, mm, uh, argue, you know, a uh, very different mm-hmm. person. And um, uh, I'm an empty nester now. I have four kids. Our last child moved off uh, to NYU. I don't know if she could get any further than that, but yeah. so now we're now we're empty nesters. So, and there was a conversation, you know, that we had regarding why we were still together, you know, uh, struggling through that. And so I'm just trying to trying to figure this woman out. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm at what's end. You know, I I've tried uh, a number of things. I just don't. I don't. I don't know what to do anymore. Really, honestly. Yeah. Robert, a couple questions. Is she is she listening to the to the answer to the show? No, I don't. Okay, we're we're we we archive so. these. So to, we're, we archive these. So you can go to calvaryessay.com tomorrow, and and perhaps uh, Paula can help her. Paula's obviously been through, uh, and and still going through that situation. So I'm sure that uh, Paula has some uh, things to help. The other question I have before we answer, Robert, uh, are you both believers? Okay, very, very good. Yes. Um, uh, you know, uh, Paul and I have a saying at our house, um, the empty nest is a wonderful thing. Uh, our boys are 44 and 42, and obviously we've been empty nesters for a long time. And this is a time when, when a husband and wife, it should be the sweetest time ever. You watch your children grow. You see the fruit of your labors in raising them to know the Lord. And whether they make that choice or not, it, it's not on you. But, but we get to see the, 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 have the privilege of raising these, these kids that we're proud of. But then there's a time when it's just the two of you, and God intends for that to be the sweetest, and I would add the most fruitful time. And yet we all have to deal with these changes in life. For men, it's a midlife crisis. For women, it's going through menopause. Uh, and we have been through that. So, Paula, I'll shut up and let you answer uh, the question. And remember, I, I want, I'm hoping that his wife will be listening to this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, with menopause, just like with everything else, though we all go through, we are all unique. And um, I don't know. The Lord just put it on my heart that he was the Lord of my body, my mind, and my heart, and that I had no right to um, use the menopause for any kind of an excuse to be ugly and mean. But at the same time, those hormonal changes are really real. And, and I've had some friends where it, it did change them and to one, to one point where uh, one of the husbands said, because she was refusing to take any kind of hormone therapy, he said, I want my wife back. And so um, though she was a little afraid of cancer, whatever from the side effects, she did go on the medication just so that she could be more like her old self. At the same time, you know, the one thing Ron did for me, and you, you said you've tried a lot of things, is I know he prayed extra hard. <laughs> and, and he tried to be quiet a little more frequently instead of trying to fix me. Um, but he just loved me extra hard. And I, I totally appreciated that. And every time that um, he could see that I would might be struggling a little bit, um, I think he loved me even better, not looking so much for his needs to be met and for me to be necessarily uh, super nice to him. Um, he was going out of his way to try to make things more comfortable for me, knowing that this too will pass. Um, and so... I think being patient and praying 
um, and in some cases kind of staying out of the way when when things are difficult it's going to be of help but if you guys haven't nurtured a, a real relationship um, and you put most of your efforts into your children um, for all of this time then you guys are basically kind of starting all over um, not and it's not too late but for anybody else out there listening don't put all your your life into your children the husband and the wife needs to be the very first relationship um, but for you, Robert, where you guys are now is just love your way, your wife the way Christ loved the church, giving himself up for her. Um, and, and it sounds like you've been trying to do that, but just continue to be patient. Be patient. Robert, let me add just a couple of things here as well. Um, because she has changed, and, and, and I watched Paula change everything from um, my wife was cold every day of her life, uh, all the time we've been together, we've been together 47 years, and suddenly with this change of life, it was like the air conditioning down, refrigerator door open, and I was freezing, and, and I thought, well, where's, you know, I, I need to be comfortable. At some point, the, the man of God has got to understand that his wife is having a physical transition in her life that she doesn't understand. Um, obviously, she needs to go to to a, a doctor. She needs to be sure uh, that 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 things are okay but having said that whether it's you Robert or your wife as Christians we do not own the right to become mean or mm-hmm. cold uh, we don't uh, um, uh, maintain the right uh, to, to well she's not being nice to me so I'm not going to be nice to her this is a time when you've got to love selflessly this is a time when more than anything else you've got to understand her needs um, take walks with your wife pray for her every day when she's going through a hard time and you can see it put your arms around her and just say a quick short prayer and convince her all over again how much you love her but let her see that you're ministering to her need and then uh, the Holy Spirit will do the rest of the work. But you've got to be convinced, Robert, and this is really important. You've got to be convinced that your body's not your own. She's got to be convinced her body's not her own. And uh, because we belong to the Lord, then we have to be more focused on maintaining our witness for the Lord, exhibiting fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Those are the things that we have to do. And I got to tell you, Robert, Paula was uh, heroic to me during this because I could see her close her eyes and she would just seek the Lord when she was going through those terrible, terrible body changes. And she would just say, uh, Lord, your spirit is stronger than what's going on in my body. And um, while there were some adjustments uh, in our, our marriage, um, uh, she, she, she fought so valiantly in the power of the Spirit uh, that I, I don't, if she ever said anything mean, it was under her breath and I didn't hear it. Uh, it was just, um, uh, just there are things going on that she doesn't understand. You know, one of the things, Robert, that I think we can do, and um, obviously Paula hasn't, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but... Um, uh, if if you let your wife listen to this answer tomorrow on the on the uh, the uh, archive at calvarysa.com, um, and then if either of you would like, uh, Paul and I would love to have you up, and you can come up and we'll spend some time with you and kind of walk you through this. If you don't have anybody at your own church or if she's not comfortable talking about these kind of things with people at church, uh, Paul and I would love to do it if if we're not that far away. Um, we, we would love to sit down and, and spend some time with you, and I think we could provide a little bit of help. So uh, if, I hope that helps a little bit, Robert, but uh, be praying for her, and if we can be of any help, just let us know, okay? Okay. Well, uh, okay. okay. Don't give up, Robert. You love her. She loves you. Just that right now she really is kind yeah. of a different person. Her mind, it, this... My gynecologist said that every time I was having a hot flash, it was even in my brain. And so when you yeah, say she's a different person, it's really true. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, I'm, I believe it. She is, uh, she, you know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's just not a physical thing. Like, a, it's a metaphysical, it's a, you know, her body, mm-hmm. her mind, yep. uh, you know, actions yeah. itself. It's not just yeah. one thing, you know, I, I, I've already been through the. You know, um, 
you know, wake wakes you up to turn on the fan and then you yeah. go back to bed mm-hmm. and then she wakes you up to turn off the fan and you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's cold in here. No, it's hot in here. No, it, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. your your arm is too cold. Get it off me. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I've already oh, yeah. been through the, you know, why, why are you looking at me? You know, uh, don't, don't, don't look at me. What, 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 you know, I, I've been, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've gone down that road. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I understand. I mean, I, well, I, I think I appreciate more when you said. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Don't. When you said don't give up, don't yeah. give up. Yeah, and, and and Robert, I think that's the one thing I'd like to communicate to both of you is that there's great hope. Paula is my best friend. Um, she she fought with all of God's strength, which works in her. Um, yeah. But 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 there's great great hope. And your best years, honestly, your best years serving the Lord together yeah. are before you, uh, unencumbered, yeah. walking together with Jesus. And uh, that's that's yeah. I think what Paul and I might be able to help you guys with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank I you, Robert. Thank you for taking the time to to talk to my, me. My thank my you. my pleasure. God bless you. God bless you. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. You know, Paul, that isn't something we've talked about on this program for mm-hmm. on the day day edition mm-hmm. program before. Mm-hmm. But these are real changes. Yeah. And um, these are the times when we really have to remember, and I know this always sounds cruel to a woman who's going through menopause, but, but these are the times when we have to deny ourselves, yeah. pick up our cross every day, yeah. and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and you just so wonderfully blessed me during all those times. Sweet. When, when you just said, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let the changes going on in my body mm-hmm change us or our work for God. Yeah. Okay, Robert, here's something. I pray you're still listening, but Robert, here's something. Um, when I first started having the hot flashes, oh my goodness, I didn't even, when I'd be driving the car, here's two things. I didn't even know where I was sometimes, how I got home, and I was praying. I hope I didn't kill anybody <laughs> on my way. A couple of times, because Pastor Ron, he doesn't drive. I've been driving him around for a long time. And I would see, this is at the beginning of this whole thing, I would see his finger, like, go right or go left, because sometimes I might miss my off-ramp, because when I'd have a hot flash, ha, there goes my brain. Um, I would want to stop the car and tell him to get out and walk. <laughs> don't don't be pointing, and, you know, and then putting his foot down on the floor, this third thing, putting his foot down on the floor, like, I need to be braking a little sooner. Oh, it was time for him to get out of the car. But <laughs> praise the Lord, he he let the the Lord didn't let that kind of stuff come out. But I was thinking it; it was really real. But um, none of that actually really happened. I think you're finding that out right now for the first time, huh, Pastor Ron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah. You know, getting old isn't for sissies. No. For sure, huh? You got to be tough. You have to yeah. be tough. You know what? I was thinking my my. Um, we're almost through the first half, but let's get started on this. My my question while I was writing writing in the night was, what kind of love is this? And Robert, you remember that Jesus um, was mocked, he was scourged, he was spit upon for our transgressions. Like a sheep led to the slaughter, he did not open his mouth. And he was even unrecognizable as a human. Well, sometimes God asks us, and in your case, it's you, to be patient and loving and kind, no matter what kind of action is coming towards you, keeping your hands down and your heart open. You know your wife. This is not her. So you know something's going on. So that's why I say, do not give up. Jesus has asked you, the representative of him to your wife, to go through this, because on the other side, it's going to be way, way worth it. Even if she never turns around, you staying there, being patient, loving her, despite what's happening, you will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So that's that's just a start of what we're going to be talking yeah, about. And for, for all husbands, um, your wives, our wives, most likely stood by us patiently, enduring through difficult times when we were in our jerk stages. <laughs> uh, and now now the t- this is a time for ministry rather than to expect to be ministered to. Mm-hmm. This is the time 
for ministry. And uh, again, uh, Robert and, and, and your wife, I hope she gets to listen to this. Um, it, it's, there's really nothing better than going home to my best friend. We leave the house the next morning, my best friend. We're doing the work together. I can't imagine what life would be like with without her. We, at our age, of course, we we have uh, friends who've lost their wives. Some a couple of people really close to us in pastoral ministry, and um, some have lost their husbands. Some who've lost husbands, yeah. and uh, everything. Uh, I mean, life is is a series of changes, and um, appreciate them while you have them, and don't give up. Yeah, Paula, we're inside one minute. Mm-hmm. I like it when you call me your best friend. That's because you are. You're the only one who likes me. Oh. <laughs> See, That's so the field is the field is pretty <laughs> narrow, huh? That's not. True. <laughs> really no, quickly, as we that. get ready for to sign off for this half of the program, remember it is tonight at seven o'clock. Uh, Raul Reese will be here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Please get here early if you have a ticket to get here. Again, nobody bought tickets. We're not selling anything, so Mm -hmm. don't misunderstand. But in order to keep the crowd uh, at capacity, uh, we we have tickets. So if you've got a ticket, get here early and hang around and meet some of the greatest people in the world. 340-9585. You're listening to the Date Day Edition program. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day edition of the program. Paula, you haven't had a chance to say anything hardly, so now it's your time. I've been talking a lot. I was talking to Robert. Oh, but I mean talking about to you. your stuff. Oh, yeah. I talked about the Pastor's Wives Retreat, our, our, our retreat theme, and it's just the nine Pastor's Wives that we have here. We, uh, we went last year on our own, and we're going this year on our own, and maybe next year we'll, we'll go back into the, to the mainstream thing. But uh, um, this year it's the nine of us, and our retreat theme is, what does the cross mean to you? So each one of us will take turns um, teaching the, the other eight of us um, what the cross means to us. And so we will share that for, because there's nine of us, the two Mondays after we come back, we'll, we'll take turns sharing with the body of ladies at large who show up um, what the Lord has shown us. And, so. and what you're leaving like in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we leave, so. I hate it when Paula leaves. I don't sleep when she leaves. It's just miserable. Uh. But you'll be okay. Okay. I know you will. So anyway, I was talking about um, my question in the night was, what kind of love is this? You know, you've been teaching us, uh, you know, how Paul loved the people so much. Those who were really trying to persecute him and tell him, you know. No, they weren't trying. They were persecuting mm, him big time. Mm, um, but he said, if only my brothers, the Jews, would believe, you know. And what kind of love is that? And then with um, Peter, the same thing. He's, I mean, not Peter, uh, David, running from Saul, you know. Uh, He had opportunity after opportunity to take Saul out and end the misery, you know. And he said, no, because he loved the Lord so much, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. And it's like, oh, my goodness. But then our, our, our example setter, of course, is Jesus himself. And you know, in Isaiah 53.10, it says, It pleased the Father to crush his son. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy I'm, I'm putting you to death kind of a thing. But it was for the results that he knew about. Yeah, that that's still, to me, remains one of the most staggering statements in all of our Bibles. It yeah. pleased God to crush Jesus. Yeah. You know, I think as we were talking about Raw being so tender, I, I bet you that scripture grips his heart as well. He died for somebody like me. You know, I don't know how much of Raw's testimony he's going to share, but um, he was waiting at home for his wife and kids to come home to kill him. Um, and Pastor Chuck happened to come on the TV and 
for all got saved before <laughs> they got there. I Talk mean, about it just the right time. Yeah, you know, and so um, I think every single time um, that must grip his heart. And it's like Joseph in my, one of my favorite scriptures. I love it, but like you're saying, I don't have this kind of love. I mean, it's it's there, but I don't have it naturally in my flesh, nor sometimes do I even desire it. I mean, I desire it, but it's just not a, a real thing where Joseph, you know, after his brothers have uh, given him away, taken the coat, lied to the dad, you know, uh, hopefully he's dead somewhere. I don't, I can't stand him kind of a thing. Um, and then, you know, later they come to him because they're in, a, they're in dire need. They're, they're in the famine. They don't know it's him. And then they find out later that it's him, and he. Then the father dies, and they're the guy. The brothers are all afraid that okay, now that dad's gone, you think Joseph's going to turn on us and hold the things we did against him um, on us now? And he says, "You know, you treated me bad. It was wrong, but God um, knew it, and He turned it around." for the saving of many lives as it is today. I want to have that kind of, yeah, you hurt me, but I love you. David, Joseph wept, you know. Me, I would just have an attitude like, I'm going to give you some food, but you owe me, you know. Um, <laughs> and you're going to be my servants for the rest of your life, but not, not Joseph. He just, I love you. I'm going to take care of you. Don't. Worry. Yeah, and wh- whatever the conflict you may be in, uh, wh- whatever you're going through, that's the heavenly perspective that we always have to remember. What what you intended for evil, God intended for good. Joseph said, mm-hmm. and and that's the way we deal with people that hurt us. That's the way we deal with things that that seemingly are about to crush us. Uh, God is going to turn this to good, to my good, and to His good. Uh, and the only way to do that, of course, is to be with Jesus. So mm-hmm. uh, let's take a phone call, Paula. Harold okay. is on line one. Harold, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. I haven't started driving yet. Uh, I, I have <laughs> a question. <laughs> Hi, how you guys doing? Yeah, I haven't started. I walked in a little bit late today. But um, I've. this is not my own thought completely. Uh, but, you know, back in the olden days, I like to call it ancient times, you had the Jews. And then today we have the Christians, you know, like Baptist, Pentecostal, I don't, I don't mean Catholic. We have the Christians today. And then we also have the Messianic movement today. And so I was in some, in some conversations where the Pharisees or these people that were giving was, uh, was giving Paul all these problems. Were they like the, are actually they were giving the Jews problems, or they're both giving each other problems. Mm-hmm. Was it more like a messianic move back then, but it didn't have that name to it? It was like Jews that followed Jesus, that believed in Jesus, and those are the ones that had the problems, say, with the Jews, like we have Jews yeah. today. And, you know, I'll, I'll hang up and start driving home, and that, that's probably okay. a whole lot right there. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, Paul's day, uh, the, the the party uh, after Jesus' resurrection, the Pharisees messed things up so badly that they lost power as a result of Jesus' death and his resurrection from the dead. So the Sadducees took over. Now, one of the reasons that the Sadducees were so um, um, angry at Paul is because they didn't believe in life after death. They didn't believe in the resurrection from the dead. Uh, they they had no hope at all, and so they're they're every time Paul would proclaim the risen Christ, or even earlier than that, when Peter would proclaim the risen Christ, um, um, they would be furious. And there there was a group of <coughs> Christians, believers, real believers. Paul refers to them, calling them the Judaizers, who were were were. Basically saying, yeah, it's great that you're a Christian, but in order to be a Christian, you have to you have to become a Jew. In other words, you've got to be circumcised. You, you've got to worship on the Jewish Sabbath. You, you have to um, 
celebrate the feasts and the festivals. So uh, it's great that you're saved. It's great that God included Gentiles, but now we have to act like Jews. And of course, that was a source of contention for Paul's entire ministry. He's got two books, uh, two of his letters written, the book to the Colossians and the letter to the Galatians in particular, um, where he is, is, is scolding them, really. What began in the spirit? Are you going to finish in the flesh? Oh, foolish Galatians. So there was, there was a time then Harold, uh, when um, Christians were insisting that we must become Jews, honor the Jewish religious traditions uh, in order to be really saved and on our way into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Paul withstood Peter to the face. There was a council of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. So all of those things uh, over this one fight, are we saved by grace through faith or are we saved by grace that requires us to be Jewish, which is no grace at all. And Paula, you remember just this past uh, Friday night, we're, we're in Acts chapter 4 uh, on our Friday night studies, and we're talking about these Christians. We talked about this on, on Sunday, last Sunday as well. These Christians, uh, Jewish converts to Christianity, they did not become Messianic Jews. They did not become Messianic Jews. They became born-again Christians. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were descendants of Abraham physically, but they were born-again Christians. The church was entirely Jewish. And, and you know, some people don't want to get rid of traditions. One of the things, Harold, that has caused me a lot of pain over the years is to see, uh, I love to see Jews come to faith in Jesus Christ, but when they retain their Jewishness, and by that I mean keeping the law, worshiping on the Sabbath, celebrating the feast, being bound by rules and, and, and legalistic uh, uh, rituals. Um, they're missing the whole point, and that's why Paul wrote those two books. So uh, the division that we have in uh, between Messianic Jews and Christians today is, is uh, quite unfortunate. Quite unfortunate. Paul became a born-again Christian, Peter, James, John, uh, all of the apostles, they became born-again Christians. Um, They didn't hold on to their Jewishness, yet even Peter, Paul says, was convinced, even Barnabas, Paul says, was convinced to to sort of come alongside these Jewish legalists, and and they were fooled for a time until Paul kind of went and talked to them and and straighten things out. How are we saved? We're saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves. It the faith is a gift from God. So, Harold, I hope that answers your question. Three four zero ninety five eighty five, ladies. If you have anything for Paula, she is here, and if you could see her right now, she is ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scripture says. Um, John seventeen eighteen. It says, Father, as you have sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For, um, for them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. And that sanctify, he sanctified himself, the cross. The cross. And um, he is saying the exact same way, you know, or you said pick up your cross daily denying yourself that's what the lord wants for each one of us um like today when i woke up you know my i've been having struggling with my allergies you know and you don't sleep that well i i I apologize to you first thing because i was blowing my nose so much in the night I, I, i you made noises like she's making she's waking me up she's waking me up not in a bad way but you know, like you said this morning, I was praying for you so much. I appreciate that. But nevertheless, I didn't sleep very well. And I I really wanted to go to that place of poor me, you know. And yet the Lord was saying, no, you woke up. I got a plan for you. You're going to live, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So you can deny yourself and live for me today. But you don't know my throat is scratchy, you know. So he said, Take some allergy medication. You're going to be all right. You got stuff to do today. And so that's a way I can deny myself picking up my cross. And, and then you're so see, you came in, you go, um, you asked me if I was okay. And, you know, I've been praying for you. That just helps so much. You know, instead of, man, you are just blowing your nose all night. And 
you know, you just upset me. I, I didn't sleep either. I would have felt worse. So thank you so much. But anyway. I'm something, right? You are. <laughs> it's a miracle. You mm-hmm. know, that passage of Scripture, though, um, um, uh, for them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. And the, the idea there in context is set apart. And I think that's the thing that we forget. Oh, it, it doesn't matter that the destination is the cross yeah. or that we got to carry our cross every day. What we have to remember is every minute of every day is that our life belongs to him. To somebody else named and, Jesus. And, and our purpose is to honor him and to be a witness for him. And we don't get to take time off. Now, we Christians in the West in the 21st century, we often don't think like that. You know, we, we think, okay, well, I'm going to serve ministry Sunday. I'm going to serve these people and God will honor and all that. But, but then we, we go home and we kind of take things back. And and to be sanctified, Jesus said he set his face as flint to go to Jerusalem, Isaiah 50. Uh, he couldn't be deterred. Every step, every day of his life was one step closer to Calvary. And he had a course to walk. And he, and he had to finish that course. He had to be faithful to be there on time. Well, the same thing is true for us. I think for for many of us in our homes especially, we sort of close the door and we treat our houses like a, a, a protection against having to serve, mm. a protection against having to be completely devoted to Jesus. And it never stops. We have to remember. And Jesus was was praying in this wonderful prayer to his father. He was praying, um, um, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. He was praying for us, mm-hmm. going down the corridor of time and space. Uh, why? So that we could be completely and irrevocably given over to a life serving Him. Amen. Amen. You were saying the other day, I think it was in the pastor discipleship class, um, to make sure that you take peace into your home. Do you hear me? It was when you made a statement about uh, be sure to take peace into your home. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can be a Christian, like you're saying, out in public, and we're good Christians for the most part at church. But in the car coming to church or in the car going home from church, and then once we do get home, you know, are you different? Can't be different. If you realize that your life belongs to him, Mm -hmm. you just can't do that. Paul, we've got an anonymous call on line one, so let's take that. Anonymous, you're on the air. Hi, Paula. I have a question. I'm single, and I enjoy being single, but there mm-hmm. are uh, times when maybe I want to have a mate. Uh, it's rare, but there are times. And as I tell the Lord, I don't want anybody to come between he and I. And so mm-hmm. um, I just want to get your take on that. What do you think? Okay. Thank okay. you, Anonymous. Mm-hmm. I love Pastor Ron so much, Anonymous. I almost said your name because I know who you are. Um, I love Pastor Ron so much, but he knows that he's my second husband. And I, I tell the single ladies all the time, you have the best husband in Jesus because um, he always and only thinks the best of you. He always and only wants the best for you. And not that you don't pass around for me, but um, I'm not distracted. You're, I should say you're not distracted by some man who, you know, who he wants certain foods, certain times, all those things like my ministry is one. <laughs> Pastor Ron is it. And it's a... Uh, uh, I'm her job. Yeah, he's my one job with a lot of tentacles. But for you, it's just you and Jesus. No offense to Pastor Ron or any husband out there, but you're sitting in a really good place. Um, anonymous, I almost said your name again. Um, and so... But if if the Lord has put a mate, you know, wanting to have a mate on your plate because uh, me being married to Ron and now he's Pastor Ron because before he wasn't um, he the Lord himself has a ministry for us together 
he couldn't do what he does without me, and I surely wouldn't be doing what I do without him. And so um, if if a man is to come into your life, you patiently wait. Don't put your hand up and say, God, I don't want what you want for me, because he may have a a bigger ministry for you um, with a husband. So don't don't, um, yeah, don't uh, discount that. And then if somebody had a couple of things to that, one, uh, you want everything in your life God wants for you, mm-hmm. even if you don't know it yet. Everything, even if uh, a man comes into your life and and there's some discomfort and some getting used to after being single for a long time, um, uh, believe me, you want everything God brings into your life. You don't want to say no to anything because what you're really saying no to, even if it's just fear or or a discomfort, whatever it is, uh, you're saying no to the next chapter of your life. You're saying no to the next place God wants to bring you. So uh, always, always, always be open. Every day he has the right to change your whole life in an instant. Mm-hmm. And every day could be that day. So never, ever shut your heart off simply because it's easier to be single. Now, I also want to make this clear. There's great value and great virtue in being content in your singleness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But often anonymous Often, when you finally are in that place of contentment, and Jesus is your husband, he's satisfying every need, (laughs) that's when he can trust you with the man that he's been preparing for you. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not one of those things where you have to make a decision. Um, It's not something that's going to happen in the next 24 hours. But here's what you do. You just say, Lord, what about me and what about today? And all I want is what you want for me. So whether it's just you and me, Jesus, or you decide to bring somebody else into my life. Who loves Jesus way more than I do. So uh, (laughs) just never, ever shut the door um, to something God wants. You know, this has nothing to do with your question, Anonymous, but uh, one of the reasons, I've had so many people talk about the gift of tongues, it's silly, they don't understand it. Um, um, but, But every gift given from God is a great gift. I don't know how any of us could ever say no to the Lord when he wants to bless us. When he wants to give us this wonderful thing from heaven, whether it's a small thing like the gift of tongues or a really big thing like bringing a man into your life. Mm-hmm. But believe me, again, I'm repeating myself, you want everything that God wants for you. So for that, just consider that prayerfully. Appreciate your call very much. And since we know who you are, we love you. Paul, we got five minutes. Okay. Um talking about love jesus you know what kind of love is this well since we know he loves us and he proved it by sanctifying himself the cross and being set apart for his father's business jesus now having sent us into the world he says if you love me you will obey me and so you know we we read the word we know what he's saying and he says okay not that he says put your money where your mouth is like we would say it, but if you love me, you will obey me. Um, that's how we prove that um, we love him. And my new, your new saying, it's not really all that new. You've been saying this for a lot of years. I was looking at an old Bible because I, I was thinking your, the way you've been teaching and the way you talk about things, um, that this just be with Jesus was like number eight on my list of eight mm-hmm. so far. I think I was wrong. I think it should be like number <laughs> Three. I think you've been saying just be with Jesus for a very long time. Yeah, find, I, you find the answer, it doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at an old Bible, I was like, oh my goodness, that was way back in the day. But just being with Jesus, he will lead and guide. But sometimes it's into scary places, but he is with you. He is with us. And he's, you know, sometimes it's like being on the back of a, a tandem bike. And of course, Jesus is in the front. We don't know where he's going. And it's like, wee, woo, we're going uphill, we're going uphill like a roller coaster ride. That I don't mind that going up so much. It's when we get to the top, that plateau, and then on the way down. <laughs> I will never find out. <laughs> <laughs> your, your stomach's in your throat, you know. But sometimes, you know, the, the adventure with Jesus is just that. It's an adventure. Um, and if we would just, just be with Jesus, saying every day, like, I saw you yesterday out the front door, you know, because you go to the gym 
walking and running, and I go to the gym, going to the garage, getting in the car, and driving over there. <laughs> but anyway, I looked out the front door to make sure you were okay before I took off, and I saw you put out your your left hand, your right hand to Jesus, and your left hand to me. And I was like, Lord, look at that. And I said, I'll pray the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we will not let go until you bless us. And so, but the Lord will lead and guide. Sometimes it's into scary places, but a lot of times it's into the places of, of great joy and adventure. See, that's what the scary places lead into. Mm-hmm. You know, the scary places, you know, if, if God only led us to parties... There'd be no problem, but uh, it's. I said in a study last night. It's in the places of refinement that God is preparing us mm-hmm. for the work and for the rewards mm-hmm. that He's already determined that we would have. Um, we we just can't run away when things get hard or when we're afraid of something. That's when we've really got to press in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging in there with Jesus. Again, you can hear Him say, "This too shall pass." And I'm with you always. I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, just rest in me. Rest in me. Those, you know, that come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Well, if we never come to him, we're not going to get that rest. And so it's been kind of a, a fun thing to watch. And you've been really helping me because, you know, I want to reach out to our kids. One's saved, one's unsaved. And, you know, my our unsaved one's kind of, I think he's he's thinking a lot and not talking very much right now. And I want to help him to talk more. <laughs> and you've been saying, just wait, just wait. So, um, and the Lord's been saying the same thing. So I'm patiently waiting, trusting him a little bit longer. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. Uh, take your phone calls and questions. Remember, Pastor Raul Reese will be here tonight at 7 o'clock. CalvarySA.com. The website clock for tonight's event has been corrected. So if you're coming, we'll see you in two hours. If you're watching online, it's in two hours. May the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.